listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. Welcome back to part two with Christine Dominguez. Christine, welcome back to the show. Hey, whoa, my gosh. Thanks for having me back. Oh, man, it seems like it's been forever. How was your week? Well, how, how was your week, Rusty? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good week. Went fast. Yes. Went fast. Now, Christine, you are a Hudson Valley musician. Where do you hail from exactly? I grew up in Newburgh, Newburgh, New York. Is that where you live now? Yeah, I'm in the Newburgh area, yeah. Do you play out a lot? Do you play in the Newburgh Beacon area? Do you play further? Do you play down the city? Where can people see you? I probably, I wouldn't say a lot. I I probably don't play out a lot these days, but um, I do play in the Newburgh Beacon area, mostly. I used to play in the city a lot more. I actually need to get back down there. Yeah, I mean, the city's not what it used to be in terms of uh, playing live. When I started playing there in the late 80s, it was still kind of caught on the tail end of its 60s and 70s vibe. And I'm not really sure what happened after that uh, or how viable it is to play down there anymore. Or any of the old clubs I used to play in are gone. So I don't even know what's going on down there. I, I don't play down in the city. Every now and then a stray gig will come up. But where do you find your gigs and what prompts you to play them? Why do you say, you know... I, I need to play or I want to play. How, how does that work for you? I guess these days I am open to um, being asked to play a performance, you know? Like, people will reach out, and if it resonates, it, it, it resonates. And most of the time, because I'm not actively, actively booking in this moment, um, I might be available. <laughs> so. And what about uh, a band? Do you have a band, or do you, would you just go out and play acoustic like you're playing on the show? Uh, both, actually. I do have a band. Um, I can do different instrumentation depending on what the the person putting the event on is looking for. So it could be solo, it could be duo, percussion, um, keys, full drum kit, or cajon. Wow, a lot of options there. And singing, of course. How did you learn to sing, and did you always sing? Was it just always a natural thing? You could open your mouth and sing, or did you have to really work on it to broaden your craft that might be a question for my mom i don't know when did i start singing before i could uh was i just singing you were a very quiet little girl yeah i was very shy i don't think i she would made too much people um, would say oh she's so beautiful and she'd turn her head and make faces but as she passed toddlerhood she started singing along to music i i was singing all the time at home and driving my children crazy because i would sing a lot in the car and they'd roll their eyes mommy stop it but she started (laughs) singing uh, probably around two and a half three and just kept going and kindergarten teacher ran after me on the playground and said she had this great talent she went on and on and you have to give her music lessons christine had her own band when she was 11 and wouldn't let me come and hear her perform it was just wonderful though i could hear outside Wow, so you started really early on all fronts of music, but singing and writing seems to be the earliest. I mean, I guess that's what develops first, and then you learn how to put an instrument to it, and then off you go. What is it like for you now that you do it a lot more? I mean, you have aspirations because you're an artist. When did that first start? When did you first realize this is something that I want to do as a lifetime goal? Oh, as a lifetime goal, I guess I'm still trying to figure that one out. But um, we're all trying to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, like is this a viable lifetime goal? No, um, it is. And I think when I when I picked up the guitar and wrote my first guitar song, like singing along 
to playing guitar. That's when I was like, oh my gosh, I can really create something that's unique. I can express something that I didn't even know existed before. So it just intrigued me. It was like this whole universe opened up and it was limitless. I would love it if you could play something for us now. Yeah, absolutely. This song is called Outbound Flight and I had a lot of fun producing, you know, making it. I also have fun playing it live. I don't want to put the past on ya Cause that ain't cool And I'm not trying to pull a fast one on ya No, gonna see this through, through But dig it, I'm about to lose my cool Cause you're breaking rules You wanna put it in the past, don't ya? Yeah, I bet you do But it's far too Take it back, yeah. If I had just one wish tonight, tonight, I'd be on the outbound flight, waving goodbye, yeah. I'd be on the outbound flight, the stars in my eyes, find me on the Christine, that was so cool. Thank you. That was really great. Outbound flight. 
You know, it's really interesting. You co-wrote, for the people who weren't with us last week, you co-wrote a song called Airplanes. It was nominated for a Grammy. I'm kind of sensing a theme here. Uh, (laughs) Is that just a coincidence? That's just a coincidence, yes. But um, observant you are. (laughs) Well, outbound flight airplanes you know it's a little bit of a connection i thought i you know certainly i might be reaching but i I, <laughs> I figured i had to ask and airplanes that had a sequel to it airplanes too maybe this song will have a sequel someday too like like incoming flight or something yeah maybe, maybe i like come back home because uh you know things worked out that's right <laughs> that's a great performance thank you so much music isn't all that you do you've done some film work too yes yeah um well you know i've i've done some film like editing and then I've also done writing for film. Yeah, speaking of writing for film, there is one film in particular I'm thinking of, Growing Up Fat and Albanian. Yes. Now, that's a very interesting title. I've never heard of this movie. It's an independent film. You wrote the theme song to this too, uh, to this uh, film. Yes, co-wrote the theme song, uh, Find My Way. Find My Way is the name of it. What's your association with the filmmakers? Well, that's a really good question. Um, the 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 rapper on the track, Martin, is a guy that I met through the internet years and years ago. He liked an Amy Winehouse cover I did on YouTube and hit me up, and he was like, oh, we got to work together. And I was like, yeah, totally. He, was, um, he had his own band and was writing music, and just nothing ever came together until years later he was working on the soundtrack for this movie, and insisted on bringing me on board told his his team that i was the one to uh collaborate with wow yeah he just heard stuff of yours and was like that's the one yeah so what was it like trying to write for a film did did you get to see the film first or did you just have a general theme to work from i did not get to see the film first um they gave me a general synopsis like a breakdown of what to expect and the theme of the song so I did have some information to work with as far as that goes. What's it like working in that format where you're writing for a project that somebody else is as opposed to writing a song for yourself? I think it's fun. Um, I like to be challenged. I don't like to get comfortable, um, although it's fun to just write whatever comes to my mind for myself. Like it's, There's no guarantee it's going to connect. So the more people's ideas you have involved in the project the more likely Mm -hmm. it is to be connecting with more people. And have you seen the film by this point? I imagine you have. Yes. (laughs) Is it a comedy or a drama? It's uh, it's definitely a comedy, yeah. I mean... Is it like my big fat Greek wedding, only Albanian style? Yeah, you could say that. Is that kind of a You could say, yeah, yeah, in that vein, absolutely. You've done some other film work as well. Delusionville, what's that? Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Oh, snap, yeah, Ron English. He's the man. (laughs) <laughs> he's so talented and I didn't know too too much about the art scene I mean I still don't but to get to work with somebody of that caliber because um, he kind of crossed over to music at some point and started producing or writing um, music for his his creation Delusionville and it's really hard to explain but if you went online and, and looked it up you would see the artwork and did you do music or just like a voiceover? Did you have an acting part in this, uh, playing this character Rabbit? I think is the name of yeah, the character. Yeah, um, I, I I did Bunny Rabbit in a bunch of songs and backup vocals and some other songs. Um, 
So yeah, it's a combination of singing, acting, just kind of, it's, it's all over the place, actually. Do you see yourself acting in the future or having your hand in films in one way or another? Yeah, I would love to get back into it. I used to, well, I was in the Arts Academy in high school, and before that I did acting in the school plays. Um, you know, I was a kid when I played Cinderella, but that, that never left my mind that I enjoy that. I mean, it was singing and acting, mm -hmm. but I felt like natural doing that so I've always thought about it I've had a couple of offers to get to get back into it I'd be down well I've never seen you act but you're definitely a natural musician I was just thinking while you were playing that last song I can tell you're a drummer because you you play rhythm guitar like a drummer would approach it I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before but you've got a real percussive style in your your rhythm playing yeah um, um that's interesting you reminded me of something that someone has said not about drumming but yes i have a lot of rhythm um rhythm oriented so um mostly rhythm guitar but back to part one interview when we we're talking about the violin yeah or violin however you say it tomato tomato um someone once pointed out that i play the guitar the way that you play a violin and how so well when you're i guess um when you're when you have one finger on the on the string as opposed to a chord, you know you're you're soloing almost. And in order to make the note play out longer, you kind of wiggle the string, right? Mm -hmm. But a, so a guitar player is going to wiggle the string, let's say, up and down, or like towards the body, away from the body. But a violin, when you're playing it and you want it to make that vibrato sound, you go up and down. You hold it right there, and you kind of it's hard to describe. But if you ever see a, a the difference between the two one goes one way the other goes the other way so he noticed that i do it the way a violinist would and asked me if i ever played the violin that's really so, interesting i had no idea and do you see a correlation between the two i mean you don't really play violin much anymore do you no i don't but it makes sense that i learned string instrument on a violin so i was mm -hmm. going to play the guitar like that yeah see the training it's all in there it's <laughs> it stays with us it does no matter what you played well, this song from Growing Up Fat and Albanian, can we listen to it? Yeah, we certainly I, can. I would love to hear it. Okay. Let's check it out. Shoot for the stars, crying, I'm trying my hardest claw and I scratched through my arm so frustrated. I made it out to Jupiter, Mars, but now before I grew up trying to get to my book at y'all, it wasn't easy. Iconic, got in the way of my living I'm in America, I knew that I didn't care for my vision Looking back, I was different When I finally finished giving in the littlest bit I realized the whole mission was in my interest The whole time, everything will be fine As long as I keep everything in mind I'm finding a way to keep my past And my present intertwined Hoping that I can find myself in time I'm not running out, I'm running everything I ever wanted's mine, but I'm still not blinded From all the shine, from where I was raised I realized the more I held my head high I feel at home when I finally fly on my way to the sky Hard 
absolutely always feeling like I'm living in the movie. Ignoring the bad luck and juju, evil eyes and voodoo. Cause life's like a shot of Rocky Rush, yo. It always starts hard in the beginning. The smooths out when school's out. Living for the moment at the ending. Yeah. Without ever pretending, I always been whoever I could be. When I came into this world, I was swinging. I'm bringing it all now. We're eagles, so we never fall down. And it's my time. I'm going all out. I, I live by best. I, I represent and make the fan proud. And where I'm from, that's what it's all about. I'm not running out. I'm running everything I ever wanted's mine. But I'm still not blinded from all the shine. From where I was raised, I realized the more I held my head high. I feel at home when I finally fly. I find my way to the sky. Christine, you've worked with other producers other than yourself, uh, producers that, I don't know, maybe helped to shape your style, your ideas in production. Who else have you worked with out there? Well, you know, I would say it's kind of like the vocal lesson approach. Um, I haven't necessarily worked with the producers that have influenced me the most, but I've been listening and studying their styles. So um, I'd say number one is Timbaland. Timbaland, sure. Yeah, I've got goals and specifically a list of people that I want to work with, and he's right there at the top. Would you consider your music a certain style? Hip-hop, for example, springs to mind, or do you not like categories? What do you consider yourself when somebody says, what kind of music do you play? I would say pop, R&B, soul, in that order. I know that puts me Mm -hmm. competing with today's top pop makers, and some of my stuff is more R&B than pop, but there is that hip-hop influence, and it's not that I don't like genre, it's that... Um, you have to be able to identify your genres. Yes, you do. In this business, you need to know exactly what kind of artist that you are. And you seem to. You're very self-possessed as an artist. I can hear it in every song that you play. And even in the way they're recorded. I I listened on YouTube to a few of your tunes. I love Delicious, by the way. It's another great one. Thank you. Uh, And Soul Shake. uh, I love that, too. Now, that's on an album called Soul Shake, right? Yes. (laughs) Is, Is that your latest album? It is. And yeah. where did you record this album? All over the place, um, but at in my own studio is the short answer to that. Um, it bounced around, so I recorded it in Arizona, Colorado, and finished it in New York. Wow. It's like multi-state, this album. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive making an album to do it right, but nowadays with home studios, it really cuts on costs. And do, do you feel at all it's limiting not to have a full big studio to work in or do you feel it's really no different i would say limiting in the right ways because the more toys i have to play with the longer it's going to take me to finish that song but i have my certain go-to equipment hardware and and software like plugins so i'm very familiar with my gear and i only need one really good preamp for my vocal mic which is you know Specific. You know, just out of curiosity, what microphone do you use to capture your vocals? 
I use the Neumann M149. Ah, no, I knew it was a Neumann. Yeah. <laughs> I can almost tell that's going to be your sound. I, I myself am fond of the U87. That's the Neumann that I prefer. Yeah. Uh, I've used that for my voice for a long time. Although, believe it or not, the Shure 27s are like, they're like the 57s on steroids. Really? They work great for my voice, too. I've just recently discovered it on a project I'm working on, and I love it. But it picks up a lot of the natural lows in my voice. I'm Mm. not sure that it would make much difference to a singer like you. I'm not really sure. You never know. Oh, I'm trying it out now that you mentioned it. Low end is, (laughs) yeah, low end is really important to me, especially my voice. The Shure 27, you can't go wrong. I was shocked when I heard it. I said, I think this is going to replace the Neumann or at least accompany it for some time now you should try it wow you do something uh when you make an album you you play live drums don't you or do you do a lot of programming these days I probably program more of the drums than I play live just because to have a kit that is tuned mic'd and ready to go is a feat and especially because I traveled a little bit making this album oh yeah well absolutely that's a factor but don't you miss that visceral sitting down and pounding on a kit yeah that's why I got my practice kit I mean if you check out my Instagram you'll see me you know messing around mostly in my pajamas because I can't be bothered to like get dressed up for (laughs) videos that's the beauty of a home studio heck yeah no I love playing the drums I'll, I'll That was one of my first um, loves in life. How much is programmed on the albums that you produce, and how much do you play yourself? I mean, do you play the bass and the guitar and and all these other instruments, say, for the programming? I play as many instruments as I can physically. I don't own a French horn, for example, so I'll program that, like the orchestra sounds. I, I can program an orchestra. Yeah, I play the guitar, the bass, obviously, all the vocals, um... Some keyboards. Keys, yeah. Thanks for bringing that in there. Yeah, piano. Any piano on there, I'm playing. No trumpet, though. You play the trumpet. How did that come about? So different than the other instruments you play. That's another one I want to purchase a trumpet and get back into. I play it whenever I have the opportunity, but that was like... Again, the I was in school, and I think the band teacher suggested, well, we want to put you on trumpet. And I was like, you sure you don't want to put me on like something cooler? But then it turned out to be a really cool instrument, so... Um, paved the way. You master your albums too, don't you? I tend to not master my own albums. Really? Yes. Why is that? Well, my ears are tired of the mix. You know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm beating my you ears heard it up. Enough. Yeah, and once by the time I'm done with the song, I'm not even done. I have to put it aside for another week and come back to it before I do the final mix. I see. I, see, I find the mastering a much overlooked step. I mean, mixing, of course, everyone knows about mixing. And people have heard mastering. You know, they've heard, you know, the new remaster by Bruce Springsteen or whatever. They've heard that word come up a lot. But most people don't really know what mastering is. Obviously, you do. I think it's kind of like EQing on steroids. There's a little bit mm. more to it than just EQing. But you can make or break a track just by mastering it. You have some experience with mastering. You, you worked with a masterer, uh, a master masterer, Emily Lazar, right? You worked with her? Yeah, she's great. She's um, Grammy Award winning. Oh, yeah, she worked with Bowie. Yeah, she's worked with everybody, practically. She worked with me on my album, and I'm really grateful to her to this day because the quality of the master is out of this world. Where was that recorded? Down in the city? 
Yeah, she's got the lodge in NYC. You know, made time for me and in her busy schedule. I, I basically called up and pitched it like I'm an indie artist and I probably can't afford Emily, but I, I have to have her. <laughs> I got I gotta work with her on this. So can, what can we do? And they just made it work. How did you get her to master your album? <clears throat> um, I think I just probably fangirled the office until they realized I was serious. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you learn from her? Wow, that so much can come out of a mix that you think is already pretty badass. Mm. It's not even there yet. Send it to Emily, send it to any of the mastering engineers in her studio, and they will bring it to life. That's what I learned. Wow, I wish I could. Mm. I'd have her master all my stuff. She is really good. She's done a lot of great work. And she's done wonders for your material. When I listen to your songs, the finished stuff from your albums, I'm like, wow, this stuff sounds great. It's ready, it's ready for the radio right now. You must be really happy with the way they've come across. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And they know it because I would email them all the time like, oh, my goodness, guys, are you serious? Like, this is insane. Yes, thank you. And, I, you know, sometimes I would even video record my first listen when they sent it back as a reference track, and I would just be giggling and freaking out. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, yeah. And how's the album doing? Is it selling? Do you go through all the normal online channels to sell it? How are you promoting the album? Yeah, I do. It's on Spotify. You know, I could probably be out there doing um, more internet promotion. We were talking about social media earlier. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting better at um, just knowing where to be and when and being more present. So that's that's pretty much most of it so what's next for you uh, what's what's the goal any i mean obviously anyone in this business they may tell you that well i'm not trying to make it i'm i'm just trying to do this or try to do that on my little grassroots level but let's face it in one way or another if you write songs you want to reach as many people as possible what are your goals i mean what now yeah i want my music out there to the world in a massive way of course in my heart of hearts i want to be the one delivering it in person. I want to meet people. I want to sing for them in person and, and perform these songs. You don't want to write stuff that other people sing. You want to be the artist. Well, then in my second heart of hearts, I also want to write music for other people and, you know, just collaborate and, and write and write and write more. Uh, sometimes that's how you get your foot in the door. How far did you get your foot in the door when you wrote Airplanes? I mean, you had Eminem sing on this, Haley Williams from Paramore. I mean, you've got some, some big names embracing songs that you had something to do with. How has this changed your career in any way? Well, um, yeah, definitely put my name out there in a bigger way. It's changed my career in that pretty much everywhere I go on the planet, someone knows that song. I don't really bring it up much, but every once in a while when I'm getting to know somebody and I'm just curious, I'm like, did you ever hear this song, Airplanes? Like, do you know it? And they're like, oh, that one? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and they'll go into this whole thing of how it affected them. But actually, it's just a genuine response and um, to tell people I had something to do with that whatsoever is, is unique every time. How did you get the attention of Atlantic Records once the song was written? I personally didn't have to. It was someone in Cornell University or um, basically the, the other writers on the track knew somebody that was working in Atlantic as an intern. And she brought it into work and gave it to A&R and they loved it. And 
you know, kind of took off from there. That's amazing. Uh, you got a great story. Everybody's got a story. Any guest that comes on this show, I'm just amazed at the things that I learn with, with each and every show. Just learn to hear other music and different types of music and hear the wide variety of artists that are out there. And you are just super talented. I, I think you're going places. Thank you so much. I would love it if you'd play another song for us. I'd be happy to. That would be wonderful.
Christine, that was amazing. That was amazing. What a groove. You just lay down these grooves and you just can't help but move. I mean, I can feel the bass line when I listen to your songs. Do you hear that in your head when you're playing, uh, you know, the whole arrangement or a bass line or a beat? Yeah, the beat always, for sure. I mean, I'm probably like voicing it with my body, but you're not hearing it in the air. Uh, it's just great stuff. I'm so sad because our time has ebbed away again. I mean, these shows have gone by really fast. They've been so enjoyable. It's been really nice to meet you. Oh, and your mom is here. It was very nice to meet her as well. Oh, you know, she did request another song. She said she never gets to hear you. <laughs> I don't know how much clout moms have, you know, around here. On this show, they're like way, way at the top of the oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> I don't suppose you would do a Rick Z show first and get us out with a second song? Um, I think... I could. You could? I think it is. This has never happened on the show before. I, I've never <laughs> asked for a second song just to get us out. Really? Well, I'm honored, and I would love to um, make it happen. I would love to hear it. Oh, by the way, I don't mean to interrupt a second time before you play a song, but that last song, it's still kind of in my head, and I was thinking about Michael Jackson as an influence, that you sounded mm -hmm. like there were some Michael Jackson vocals, and specific ones, like... From the Bad album, I think of songs like Dirty Diana and what's that other one, um, uh, Leave Me Alone. You know, big hits, but not as big as his really big, well-known ones like Beat It and Billie Jean. It, it seemed like that, that must have been a target time for you in, in the pop market uh, around the time Bad came out. Do you, do you remember listening to that album a lot? Anything yeah. Like that? I was obsessed with Michael when I was a kid, and I would try to dance like him and pull all the, the stops out, and I will move and do everything, and then I'd be like, Mom, did I look like Michael when I did that? And she was like, yeah, honey, uh-huh. <laughs> but no way, of course, I just looked like I was spazzing. <laughs> um, no, I really, yeah. uh, really love listening to his music growing up. I miss Michael Jackson. Yeah, I never thought time. I'd say that, but I miss him. Yeah. That kind of talent doesn't It's hard to believe around. he's gone. You kind of forget he's gone, to, then you realize it again when you want to Gone too it, soon, yeah. like so many others. True. And anyway, Christine Dominguez is still here, and she's going to play a song for you right now. Slowly across my mind takes a century For you to reach the other side And it always seems You've got more to say We part our separate ways Oh, why can't we just hang around I tried to talk about it But all my doctors think I'm crazy I refuse to live without you But I will only if I have to
That's Christine Dominguez with Centipede, an original tune. Hey, I like your lyrics, by the way. Yeah, they're fantastic. I, I think they're good. That means a lot to me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, really good lyrics. Very cool. Uh, you're really cool. This has been a blast having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about your music and your career. I've really enjoyed it. Dude, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I, I was stoked to get the invite and to have an outlet to do my thing. Appreciate it. Well, I'm pulling for you, and I'm going to be tracking your progress. I want to see you up there receiving a Grammy one of these days soon. So I'm going to be looking for that, and you're welcome back anytime. Come back and see us. Thank you. I will hold that vision, and I will come back and see you after I receive that Grammy. Sir. (laughs) And you're listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, produced and engineered every week by Rusty Johnson. If you like what you've heard, click subscribe. Yeah, that's, that's it. Subscribe. Come back next week. You never know who's going to be sitting in this seat next to me. We'll see you then.